Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the show today. Thank you for being here. And I wanted to start by sharing, I have created a new quiz and it's called Discover Your Primal Intuitive Power. And it's based on the idea that when I was first entering into this intuitive realm, I didn't know what my strongest gift was. And I found that I was trying to access gifts that were not as developed. And this really was a stopping place for me. I kept bumping up against not being able to see the way I thought I should. And as I learned more, I realized that actually knowing is my primal intuitive power. And once I accessed that, things started to change quite rapidly for me. So to give this gift to you, I've created a quiz where you can determine which power of yours is the strongest and therefore give you this portal into really developing your intuition in a faster, more alive way. And also I have the Ignite Your Intuition free gift that's available on my website. So lots of goodness for you that I would love for you to check out and use to really deepen and develop your intuition. So for our show today, Janine Kim is here looking to find the core of why she is afraid to share herself out loud in our tech-based world. And with this question, we dive right into how past lives affect our current lives, how your birth story can influence your life story. We talk about shamanic journeying and the art of soul retrieval, the importance of initiation by fire, how to balance feminine and masculine energies and claim your sovereignty as a woman. We look at the importance of becoming aware of the collective consciousness and how not to take what it says personally. Uncovering what you are in devotion to and living from that place and finding the path that is correct for you. I do want to share a little bit about Janine as she is here doing beautiful work in the world. And for over 23 years, Janine has been offering healing wisdom and guidance to clients worldwide as an intuitive reader, 5D astrologer, medium, HHP, yogi, teacher, and author. Her main passion is supporting others in their evolutionary journey with sustainable, deep, whole self transformation and intuitive becoming. You can find links to her work and to find her on social media in the show notes. And enjoy my reading with Janine. Hi, Janine. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi there, Sarah. I was hoping that you could help me find 
the core of why I'm so afraid to really share myself out loud in this technology-based world. I'm, I'm a healer myself, and I've been doing this for quite some time, and I have great you know, uh, rapport with the people I work with, but putting it out there is really intimidating for me. And I, and I have visceral responses to that tangible fear. So I was wondering if you could help me find the base of that wound, please. Yeah. So our wounds can be from this lifetime and they can also be from other lifetimes. And what the, what you're showing me is a past life where your, your third eye, you're showing me, you were really open. You were seer and you were drowned. You were not welcome and your gifts were mm, scary to others. And so that is playing out in the background. Are you aware of any past lives or have, has anything like this come up before? A similar one, well, um, something like that, where I did have a gift of understanding plants and plant medicine. And um, I had some handicaps, but my my ear, it had been kind of pummeled through on one side. So uh, with like a, a stick that I saw that in a past life as well. So something very similar. Yes. Yeah. And as you're talking, I get this really fiery sensation in my first chakra. Okay. Um, what was your, do you know much about like when your mother was pregnant with you and when you were born? Um, yes, actually I, well, there you go. I was adopted and given up for adoption. It was, uh, 1967. So this was a time where women weren't allowed to be pregnant out of wedlock. And she actually went home, uh, to a home for unwed mothers. That's what they called it back then. So there was a lot of shame around it. I met her when I was 20 and she had said that when she gave birth to me, they had stuck her in a room way in the back and they figured, oh, it's the first child. She will take a while. And apparently I came within a couple hours and on my own with her and the doctors came in and they said, oh, you're not supposed to see this and kind of shamed her for it. And then that's all I know. Mm. Yeah, that's a. A big event, a big life event for you right from the very beginning as you arrive. Like it's not okay to be seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now here you are doing this amazing work in the world, really living into your truth and your purpose. And your soul is saying, it's time to be seen, sweetheart. It's time to be seen. What uh, generational work have you done? What kind of healing has happened for you around this birth and these past life events? Um, I have done generational work. I'm actually moving through. I have quite a few ancestors, you know, the birth parents and then the ancestral. And I've completed most of the birth parents stuff. But as far as the being seen, it's really just been kind of trial by fire. You know, I, I use the energy of the choices that I make in my daily life to kind of get me going, you know, to kind of have me make bold moves and to know that I'm going to be okay. So I've really done more real-time work with that, but I haven't really gone back to extract too many of those past lives. And I have met, you know, I've tried to meet my baby self when I was born at that very moment. 
but I haven't, you know, I've let her know that things are different and, you know, of course, everybody's necessary from a bigger perspective, but that that's about it for the work that I've done. This is going to be a really beautiful and freeing place for you to spend some time. And I get this image of you just, are you familiar with like shamanic journeying? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So journey back to that room. And when you're born, I see you picking up that baby and just cuddling her and looking in her eyes and saying, I see you. I see you. I see you. I love you. I love you. And there's something that happens. There's a and and actually it's the putting that baby inside your heart is the piece. And that is essentially a soul retrieval, mm -hmm. right? Like this little piece of you that got left behind, you have the power to bring it home. She's so sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can just like smell that baby smell right now. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's going to be freedom for you in those places. Like, and I, and I love that you use initiation by fire or, you know, words like that, because that that's my life. <laughs> and, and I celebrate you for being on that path. Mm. And um, the word you use is choice, right? Like you're deciding your choice creates your life and you are very aware of that. And it sounds like you are showing up for the choice, no matter how spicy it is, how sensational it feels. You're like, this is what I'm here to do and I'm doing it. Yeah. The vision I, I'm reminded of back when I was about 33 and I went back to Chicago for my father's death and uh, my father that raised me and it was, he died about four days before my birthday. And I was also going through another, some other heart times with relationship and whatnot. And then something told me at that moment that I should go back to the place that I was adopted from, walk in there and walk out on my own, that trial by fire moment. So I did that and it happened to be maybe about four or five days after my birthday. So I would have been there 33 years ago. And the woman took me around and she showed me the nursery where the babies were. And there was a little girl, some nurse randomly brought the baby girl up and held it up to the window right there for me to look at. And so I was looking at this little girl and I was like, oh my gosh, I know you. I mean, just like you told me the exact visual, <laughs> like I, I know you, you're going to be okay. No doubt. She was probably born just a few days ago, right? The same time I was and uh, just a different time and space. So I will remember for sure to do that. Um, that, that that was a good first step, but I should do that for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's significant. 33, right? Like that is yeah. one of the divine master numbers. I, I In my life, it's when everything started to change. Yeah. So you're also showing me like a heaviness in the right side of your body. So like the masculine side. What's your relationship with the feminine and the masculine, the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine? I feel like I probably live in the sacred components of both of those more so. And the more everyday masculine and feminine is really where I've been doing a lot of my work. Um, I have 
nine younger brothers. I'm the only girl. I have two fathers, two sons. So I've had nothing but, you know, these gorgeous men in my life. And I love, I love the men, but I also know that they're probably for certain reflections of many lifetimes of integration that I'm trying to probably make sense of. So I, um, on an everyday level, I could be very masculine in that way. Like I'm very young energy. You know, I bring that forth. I'm very much a doer, but I'm highly intuitive, highly empathic. And that is the driving force of my existence now more than ever. You know, I've had a, I've had to walk into that. I've had to really let myself be there with it. But there's a part of me that feels like the way that I get accepted most is that that doer instead of that beer on the everyday masculine feminine side of me. So I'm still working on that masculine. And my right side, by the way, is where I carry all that weight and tension for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what it feels like is you're kind of that you're getting sucked down by that. So this is also going to play a part in taking things to the next level is freeing yourself. Like it's like cords, right? And, and like you say, beautiful representation of the masculine in your life and so much love that's coming from it. And yet at the same time, I see it as like binding you where cutting the cords, creating a boundary between like, I am a woman. Like, yes, I'm in this masculine family and all these masculine attributes and so much masculine love, but it's like claiming your space as a woman so that when you move into being seen, people see you rather than all these males that are in your life, because that is a different energy. I imagine you know this and what people are that we work with, they come to us because of who we are. Not, yeah. I mean, what we do is important, but it's really about who we are. Right. Yeah. And for you, there's this, because there's this pull that's happening with the masculine and it's kind of pulling you down into some old storylines related to the masculine, mm-hmm. freeing yourself from that and claiming your sovereignty as a woman is going to allow people to see you in a different way than they can see you right now. Like you change vibrations, you change frequencies Yeah. when you let go of that. Are you following what I'm saying? Totally following what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get it. And as you're speaking this, what I'm, what I'm feeling is a lot of that feminine womb that was really, um, even my mother, how she, my biological mother, how she was really not allowed to keep the baby. Her father made the mind up, meaning me, um, for both of them, you know, made the decision and just even raised by a woman that wasn't, you know, she ruled the roost, but she wasn't taken seriously. So there's a lot of anger there, tons of anger about the being a woman. And then of course those past lives as well, when you have this gift, you know, how do you, um, that is such a feminine quality. It's important that I redecide what that means in my life, how that could be in a different way in the world. I feel it like specifically kind of grabbing you around the lower ribs on the right side. It's like a big hand, 
that says, no, you, you stay over here. This is where you belong. But it's an authoritative, like it's not a loving feeling. And what happens is, right, the, the patriarchy, the collective, it comes through men. It's not always who they are, but it, it can access them just like, so that's the masculine side of the collective. And then the feminine side of the collective comes through women and grabs them. And then we start acting in all kinds of crazy ways that aren't the truth of us. So it's, it's, it happens to both, um, both sides and it's, it's holding you. Like it's got this big grasp on you and it's coming through all these men in your life and in different ways. And it's, it's like, it's holding you back. Like, no, no, don't go out there and be too big. That's not okay. So working with some practices and becoming really aware of that happening and giving yourself, claiming your space, not allowing that to come in and choose for you, right? Like you're standing there ready to do whatever you want to do on social media or create a video or speak or get step into the world bigger. And then you're going to hear voices you're <laughs> telling, you, no, you don't know what you're doing, what is happening. Like you can't do this. You're not good enough. And like, just know that that's this big hand. That's not the truth of you. None of that is real. That's right. just the shared thoughts that have just come in a little too close to you today. Wow. What are you making right, with all of this? Yeah. Right under my rib cage is not kidding exactly where um, it's been pulling up my hips for the longest time, uh, right on that right side. And it's throwing off my whole lower back. So that that's been calling me for a while, for sure. I'm not quite sure how to be with that. The first thing that comes up is uh, the caretaking, almost like, you know, um, what about that role of, feels very ancient, like an ancient role of just that promise to, to be there, to nourish, to nurture, to take care, you know, that devotional piece that I kind of buy into on that feminine side as well. Cause I'm a, I'm a server by nature, you know, and I love to care. I, I, it's just kind of how I'm programmed. I'm a healer, you know, I mean, that's what you do, but, um, it feels like very subtle energy that I have to work with and unwind it almost like for every single masculine that I'm sensing in my life. That's a lot. Yeah. And you don't have to do it all at once. Right. right. Like just a little by little by little, like, like a knot, like you just see this little knot and it's like, oh, I'll just pick at this a little bit here and a little bit there and just kind of ease it open. You don't have to go in and like explode the knot all at once. Right. Which I would probably love to do, but. <laughs> and you know what, if you would love to do it, do it. <laughs> no, no. There's no, no right or wrong. <laughs> there isn't, but I do. There is something to just uh, taking your time that really makes it last a whole lot longer, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there there is that, right? It's important to talk about that. Like we can kind of make a project of everything and of ourselves and every little thing. And we're this project that needs to constantly be worked on and fixed. Or we can just decide to put it all down and be done cross the threshold and be who we came here to be. Right. Like there's many different paths. 
at this point, it feels pretty energetic on some of those. I mean, there's, you know, I do have younger children and my husband and then, but um, all the other masculine in my life, it feels very, like I've kind of really whittled my way through the fear of standing out, but it feels very subtle and nuanced and pretty, pretty deep. So undoing those knots is definitely a great next step. Yeah. And what's coming back in is that word devotion, right? And this beautiful part of you that is a caretaker that does love to nurture and to nourish. And inside of every archetype, there is a light side and there's a shadow side. Exactly. And the light side is doing all those things in service to life, in service to you, in service to others, in a very healthy, conscious way. And then the shadow side is when we're run by our unconscious programs and we're doing it because we think if we don't, that no one will love us. Mm -hmm. So it's getting really clear on where is your devotion coming from? What's the source? What's fueling it? Right. I have always had issue with um, if I'm not doing something, then, you know, even if it's just the dishes, you know, like unloading the dishwasher or something simple. If I'm not, if I didn't do something throughout the day, then um, almost like, you know, and I try to justify it by saying that I didn't appreciate life enough that day, you know, when really I know it's deeper than that. I know it's really a, a value statement on myself, you know, that I'm just perpetuating that, um, you know, just sitting around and understanding that my presence there is really something I have to practice daily allowing myself to just be. Yeah. Like you are enough. End of Mm -hmm. sentence. There's no amount of doing that is ever going to prove to you or other people that you are worthy. It is a vicious, never ending cycle. The way that I have chosen to play with this is to be an experiment, be in an experiment of only doing what I love. And it is very spicy. It is definitely a trial by fire (laughs) because there's a lot of programming that's going to tell me that I, I have to do all these other things over here. And I have just been firmly in this experiment and the times that I have come out of it, I notice that life gets harder. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm doubling down on the universal law of that my being is what creates my life, not my doing. Mm. And who am I being in all of my moments? Not just the moments that I like, but also the moments that are uncomfortable. The moments that feel really challenging and feel like, gosh, I just want to scream and shout right now. It's like, who am I being in that moment? really practicing and choosing my sense of value, activating that in every moment, doing what I love. I have, I've come so far with that. Oh my goodness. You know, what I do now compared to what I used to do, where I live compared to where I used to live, who I have in my life. I've just refined that to the nth degree. And it could be a lonely road. You know, it's such a lonely road because you the foundations that break down while you're, while you're doing that, you know, the whole world starts to shift around you, but 
it becomes quality over quantity. But now I'm seeing that there's this big last horizon that's kind of been plaguing me my whole life and I've been resisting it. And now it's kind of coming up and I see where I've missed some spots for sure. Yeah, that value of self is is really something. And I love how you use that word values because it is, if you put everything that you're doing against your values, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of things that you realize that they don't line up for you to do because they definitely don't fit into any of your value categories. But here you are spending your life and your energy and your time doing them because of some story that tells you that you have to. Right. Yeah. So true. So you really see that um, because I'm so resistant to it. I just want to make sure (laughs) that that I have to um, kind of come out and do the technology thing. (laughs) Like, I, I mean, I sense it. I know the answer. I guess I'm just looking for you know, I don't know what I'm looking for a quick out in case you want to give me one, <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, I just want to make sure like this, it, this is, I know I got to kind of get up and out. Right. Like that is, um, a wound that I gotta, I gotta walk through that. Right. Well, here is my take on it. Okay. You don't, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. If you yes. don't ever want to be on social media, then that is correct for you. And you do not need it to grow a business. The coach I work with, she took her company to a million dollars with barely any social media. So there's many paths. You do not have to take a path just because someone says this is the way to do it. Right. The the goal is to find the path that is correct for you and your heart. However, if you... (laughs) are choosing to not show up just because you don't want to feel uncomfortable and you want to be in the resistance and you don't want to be seen, then that's something to look at. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's your why that is the, the part that is the defining factor. It's true. And I want to circle back around to that word devotion, because that's what's coming up and it's, Living in devotion, right? So here you are with this horizon, this thing that's been poking at you for a while now, it sounds like. Yeah. And you're still in resistance, which believe me, I know very well. (laughs) And the way that for me, I played with this, worked with this within myself was that was getting really clear on what I am in devotion to and then looking at what I'm doing, what I'm tolerating and sacrificing what isn't working in devotion to the life that I want to live. Right. I love that. In devotion to the life you want to live and having it really taking action on the steps that can deliver you there when you know it will. Right. Yeah. And it will help you like doing the soul retrieval, doing some work on this family line and um, past life things, clearing out this masculine pattern. Those things are going to change you at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. 
so that there isn't that maybe that panicky feeling or that like wanting to hide sensation that happens in your body when you think about doing these things. That's exactly what I feel. Panic. I do. It's, it's quite tangible. Yeah. And it makes sense, right? Because in, in these other lives, you died. Mm-hmm. And as a baby, you were abandoned. Mm-hmm. You, it was not okay for you to be seen. Something big happened. And so that first imprint on you, as you came into the world, that, that still lives inside you. That is still part of your energetic field. And your energetic field informs your physical body, mm-hmm. informs your emotional and your mental body. So when you go to post or do something, it activates that primal nervous system survival mode, right? That comes into play. And then that is like, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, no, don't do that. So you're just caught in that. And there, there is a way to shift that. That is not something that you have to continue. And in fact, I would even say you came here to change this for that whole male family line and for your adopted mother, for your birth mother, for the women in that orphanage or not orphanage, I'm sorry, for in the (laughs) The home for unwed mothers. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, You, he, you came with this mission to change it for all of them. Because when you change how that experience lives inside you, you change it for everybody. That's how energy works. Wow. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful place to be. Claiming you. I always bite off a little more than I could chew. So this is sounds right (laughs) up my alley. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Hit the ground running. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Be fun. (laughs) Um, wow. That's really, that's powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.